You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Fellas, I'm ready to get up and do my thing. I want to get into it, man, you know. Like a, like a sex machine, man. Yeah. Moving, doing it, you know. Yeah. Can I count it off? Yeah. One, two, three, four. Get up, get on up. Get up, get on up. Stay on the scene. Get on up. Like a sex machine. Get on up. Get up, get on up. Get up, get on up. Stay on the scene. Get on up. Like a sex machine. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. It's Sam and Greg on this 20th day of August, Saturday morning. We say to you, good morning, Georgia! Good morning! Ooh, singing. And a uh, good morning to you fine folks in Griffin, Georgia. Oh, Griffin, poor Griffin. They they, they didn't do too well last night. They uh, suffered a loss to start their high school football season, but we still love them. Home of one of the winners teams in the history of the state of Georgia, but uh, they're, they're, they're feeling a little sad this morning. Very nice. Very, very nice. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the voice of Eric Slaughter, our producer, who will be filling the very, very large shoes, uh, or at least filling them as much as he can, of uh, Sam Crenshaw. This is the new normal for Saturdays, and, and we're going to tell you why throughout the show, because we're going to give you a taste of what Eric was doing last night Working with Mr. Crenshaw and Chris Parker, the anchors, if you will, of the HSSS show. That hasn't caught on yet, has it? It's catching on a little bit more. You know, when they started a new Twitter for our show, and they only put two S's in it. They should have put that. We got We should have talked to Knox. You need Shots to tell them. I'll yeah, get Knox on the phone yeah. real quick here. Me <laughs> yeah, and Knox are good. It's, it's at HSS Sports. We should have did that triple S, but uh, no, I like it. Triple yeah, S. Yeah, yeah. Just, just, anyway, it's – um. The high school scoreboard show, which premiered last night, and we're going to talk about it. But Sam was up till dark 30 in the morning, so uh, there's no way in the world we're going to ask him to get up and do this show. He may call in. He still might be a part of the show because the dude is like Dracula. I mean, you get text If you know Sam, you can get a text from him one in the morning uh, on the night before well, he's getting well, ready to know, do a show. I know. Now the listeners know. Absolutely. I don't, the man don't sleep. He just does not. Um but anyway, Eric is going to be with us on Saturdays now. Um, we may have another guest. We may not. Doesn't matter. It is. It is going to be the beginning of everybody in the sports world getting ready for football season on on numerous levels. We are talking about high school, obviously college, right around the corner, and of course everybody's prepping for the NFL. Now, hey, Falcons are on Monday Night Football. Monday Night Football. Yeah, Monday yeah. Night Football, uh, and and it's a Troy and is it a Troy and Joe game. Are they making their debut? They're, I hadn't, hadn't yeah. really thought about it. They're wow. making their debut Monday Night Football. Everybody's getting their big, crazy um, Mike Trout money yes. as far as the announcers. I'll tell you. 
<laughs> and the tra- it's the changing face of broadcasting. A, and you get a contract, and, and you get a contract. Exactly, exactly. And and listen, there, there's oper- there's there's a possibility of you could go through this whole football season, and even though they're calling games or he's calling games, you may not see Al Michaels all year. Uh, depending on what kind of streaming service that's you, what I'm you saying. own or don't own, that's correct. That uh, Al Michaels is calling games, but you may not see him, depending on how you receive games. Anyway, oh, go ahead, man. Go ahead. No, I just, every time I think about Al Michaels and, and, and the age that he is and how well he's still doing what he's doing, it just it just makes me – it mind boggles me because a lot of people don't realize that the, the man's pushing up on 8-0. Well, we said goodbye to somebody who was – at eight zero or, or right there at it just a couple of years ago, and we felt like he didn't miss a beat, and that was Marv Alpert. Yeah, exactly. Albert. Yeah, I, I don't absolutely. know why we say I was getting his last name and Herb Alpert. Uh, confused. It's Marv Alpert. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, Marv shut it down, and 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 may he rest in peace. Then, then Scully. He went to his mid to late eighties before I he mean, retired. Yeah. yeah. So if you got if you have it, that undefinable quality or indefinable quality, then, then yeah, keep doing what you're doing. And the people will – it's a comfort that we have when we hear that voice. Now, as has been debated about why these guys are getting the money they're getting, we don't tune into a game. Like, folks ain't tuning into Monday Night Football because is it, you didn't even know a second ago that that was the debut of, of Joe Buck and, and Troy Aikman. They're not tuning in for them dudes. But when you hear their voices, it makes whatever event you're watching that much bigger. So, you know what? I, I was thinking about something. Um, we, we were talking so much about Vin Scully. And it, it seemed like there was somebody, and I, I didn't write it down. I should have wrote it down. Somebody who we've kind of been forgetting about that should be acknowledged. Not obviously at the same level of, uh, of Vin, but uh, had been doing it for so long. Oh, it's going to come to me, and we'll, we'll fix this up here. Anyway, Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. 92.9thegame.com on this Saturday, August 20th. Again, want to thank you for letting us be a part of your, your Saturday mornings. Mr. Crenshaw is going to be back tomorrow. Sam, he's going to be with us tomorrow. It's just, again, tonight, uh, today, I should say, we're going to let him sleep in for what he did last night. And oh, he ain't going to be sleeping in too soon because he'll be on the air <laughs> in, what, about six, about seven hours. You know, he'll be heading down to the dome because he's got some play-by-play duties today. <sighs> No rest for the way. I'm telling you. <laughs> him I'm and Chris. You. Him, you can't, him can't Chris, leave Chris. Yeah. They both were here to at least – by the time they signed off, got out, got to their cars, 1230, got home, what, 1 o'clock in the morning? Who said he went home? <laughs> yeah. who, who said he went home? <laughs> you know? You never know. You I never ain't putting his business out there, but I'm just saying, don't put your money, your rent money on he went home right away. I got you. I mean, he ain't do nothing stupid or yeah. silly out there. I'm he, just saying. He still might have been meal. prepping for his games today. Might have been talking yeah. to some coaches at a Waffle House. Ain't no telling with Sam. Anyway, uh, maybe we will. Maybe we won't catch up with him. But what we are going to do a couple times throughout the show, because we want to let you know about the High School Scoreboard Show. It's a feature that uh, this station has been waiting to present to you for, I mean, how long has he been prepping for this thing? Since the beginning of the year. He's talked to me about different things. When we finish the show, we go downstairs after Christmas. He had started talking about this show and what they were going to start doing. Oh, it was sporadic then, but he started thinking about it then and would tell me about possibilities and tell me about how this year's high school uh, season is going to be different than what we've experienced in the last couple years. So he's been. He, this has been on his mind since 2022 came around. 
and for it to have blast off last night. Um, a lot of preparation went into it, and nothing looks the same in week two or week three as it did in week one. Everything's going to get better. You ever notice that with TV shows? Your favorite TV show, The Living Room, looked different in, in season two than it did in season one? Sometimes oh. in episode two. <laughs> <laughs> it's all, it always different. That, that, and I, I go to this because it's amazing. That Huxtable house looked different after season two than it did in season one. Go back and look at them. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, your favorite shows, they always evolve differently. Um, again, j- just getting started here. So let me tell you what we got going on here. Obviously, we're going to talk about what has gone on this week, some of the stories. But, you know, the Braves and what they've been doing and how they're handling things against Houston coming off what they did with the Messi going into that we 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 were speculating on what we were going to see uh going into that Mets series when we got off the air last Sunday and it pretty much worked the way we thought it was going to or hoped it would and that's the Braves winning the series you like to see the sweep but we did to them what they did to us when we were in their backyard right Three out of four can be, you know, a sweep is a tough, especially in a four-game set. Well, That's a tall order. Especially when you stick a a Cy Young winner in there. Two. Well, we got the one. We got the one. But Max Scherzer, for whatever reason, he's he's pitching with one of them blue pills like they had in the Matrix. Or was it the blue one or the red one? Whatever one gave you more power. It's working. It's working for him. And so, listen, that one, we understand. But – they did what they had to do. They reduced the lead, and we're going to see these guys the last series of the year here. So that's a good thing. And in the meantime, you beat who they stick in front of you. But we got other brave stories, man, we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about some contracts. We're going to talk about some people who are getting in some trouble. We're going to, you know, just all things braves. And now we're going to talk about that throughout the show coming up, actually starting next segment. But later on in the show, Corey McCartney is going to join us. And, Corey, I'm sure we'll have – Various opinions about what's going to happen next, or as they approach approach this um, this end run for this team heading into uh, September and then October, and then of course the playoffs. But I, I I sort of buried the lead there in talking about what we're going to pull from the high school football show, and that is one of the biggest biggest segments you guys do. And I say you guys, I want everybody to know our producer Eric Slaughter is one of the correspondents for the high school football show. Sam and, and Chris have got you guys fanned out throughout the city, and the only thing I cared about was that you got the early game. Was that the case? Um, it was semi the case. Now, everything <laughs> yesterday was kind of scattered because there were games that started early, but they were far out. To get an early game, I would have had to go to Rome, Georgia. Wasn't really trying to do that. No, I understand. So I got the closest game to the city because – Day Day was up in uh, North Gwinnett or South South Gwinnett. Nice little drive. Right. Uh, Steve was on the north side as well as he was at Marist. I was right here at Westlake. So I was actually came to the studio, did a little prep. It took me exactly 20 minutes when I left here to get to Westlake. So I had the shortest drive, which I was, I was appreciative of that. Yes, I am too. <laughs> for, for selfish reasons. Yeah. I am, I am too. Man, I mean, I want to do a deep dive into this, and and we'll talk more about it throughout the show, but just the preparation. When did you guys first meet to start talking about this? Meaning you, Sam, Chris, and, you know, Garrett, and Day Day, and all of them. Management of the station. We first had our first meeting in June, but we also had, early in the year, January, February, 
the the bosses here and, and our leadership, we have great leadership. They always come together and they talk about what happened in the last year and what we're going to do for the year upcoming, you know, kind of a year review and a, and, a, and a progression of the next year. And when we had our meetings in January and February, of course, the high school scoreboard show, we recapped what we did last year, the success it was, and, of course, the growth that we expected in 2022. Then it kind of went away for about four or five months. But as the summer started to progress, the calendar came out and said, yep, we're going to have our first meeting. It was in late June. Um, we had marketing team with us. We had sales team with us. Of course, we had our new program director, Mike Conti, with us. And we all sat down, talked about what we expected. And we talked about how we want to expand. And this year, we're going to bring in some more reporters. We're going to have some interns come in and learn some things. And it's going to be really good. That should be starting here probably week two, week three. Hmm. Okay. Okay. All right, well, again, and then you guys sit down. I know you all have met someplace. I mean, there's got to be a Waffle House or a Bench Warmers or something like that where where you got you the correspondents, or, or is everybody just too busy? Because that's the other thing about this. When you guys want to meet, you've got to coordinate schedules, which go from one end of the clock to the other, given between you, Day-Day, um, uh, Garrett, trying to get together and have conversations about what you're going to do. Or was that not necessary because you guys individually went and did your own thing as far as the games that you were going to be covering? No, we, we had a planned meeting that um, we put on the calendar. It was an afternoon, a Friday afternoon that, you know, was put on the calendar. So look, guys, we know how important this is. Everybody make sure that we can make this happen. And I think everybody did. You know, there's always something like, well, I'm on vacation that week. So I think we had about – of the 15 people that makes this show go, probably 13 of them were there that day. So that was pretty good. We filled the other, you know, ones who weren't there. We filled them in. And we had that one meeting, and then we had a, another Zoom this past Tuesday to get ready. So it was like, look, make sure we all have dotted our I's, crossed our T's, and we're ready to go for Friday night and today. Today is a big day because after we saw, we're the only live show today. Dude, I, listen, today is the day that I, I take a little bit of pride in, in every once in a while I come up with a good one. <laughs> Just every once in a while. And this biscuits and gravy suggestion sort of took off years ago in naming that first game at, well, then the Dome, then yeah. Mercedes-Benz. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's happening. In fact, we're going to hear from John Bednarowski as he heads down there, and he's supposed to be making sure that our trademark continues. And we, we get credit for that. Having said that, I still want you to know that, uh, you, the audience, that the conversations that Eric and the, and the rest of the staff had getting ready for the high school show is one of the mainstays from last year that they were bringing back was their feature school days. And school days is with a guy who played football here and has gone on to increase his visibility, his name, and that was the case for their inaugural show this year. They got a name. We're going to tell you who that name is if you didn't have a chance to listen last night. We're going to play that interview for you coming up at the 7 o'clock hour. But up next, going to talk Braves. <laughs> Just keep doing what you're doing, boys. It'll be fine. Sam and Greg with Eric Slaughter this morning. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. Swing, fly ball. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. It's Sam and Greg with Eric Slaughter sitting in for Mr. Crenshaw this morning. 
on this uh, 20th day of August. You just heard another home run from Austin Riley. Thanks to the folks at uh, Bally's. Right, Eric? Yes, indeed. Yeah, Bally's. we got to have you jump in for this slot of this stuff. <laughs> anyway, I, you know, when you hear anything, and by the way, remind me to get back to my Joan Jett sort of thing that I was going to tell you about. Um, this dude, I have noticed the last week or so, and it's subtle. It's very subtle. But I have yet to see any sort of concern on the face of Austin Riley. Oh, he's a, cool, he, he's a cool character. It, well, he's always been that. Yeah. But for whatever reason, it's now he's in a he's in a place that very few people occupy in that he knows his talent. He knows what he's doing. He knows where his career is going, or at least hopes he does. But more importantly, he got none of this stuff on the periphery to worry about anymore. That's what two hundred and twelve million guarantee to do for you. That's right, <laughs> and I'm just telling you, there's there's a comfort that's very subtle in the way he walks through. I'm here because I'm I'm great at what I do, and yeah. if I strike out when I get back to the dugout, you ain't gonna. I mean, you'll see frustration. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about frustration. I want to see that. I I don't want to see you know I I don't need a Stepford third baseman out there. I want to see some emotion. Yeah. Yeah, well, think but, about it like this, and I didn't mean to cut you off, you know. No, go ahead, man. You show, It's our show today. You know, it, when he first came up and he, he came out on fire, then he went through his struggles, and he worked, and he worked hard, and, you know, he had trouble with the curve or trouble with the slide or whatever those off-speed pitches were, and now those things are gone. Now he's a – think about it, second year in a row, he is probably going to finish in the top two, three, if not win MVP of the National League he is doing everything this team needs. I listen. I don't. I'm not here to toot my own horn, or as the old joke would say, you know. I of course certainly would if I could. But this is a guy who, when he got here, I saw something. I don't know. You do. We all do it. We see a certain player, and we tell our friends, "Look at this dude is going to be whatever." And 85, 90 percent of the time, we're wrong, or it just it doesn't make it to where you think they're going to get you. But I, and I said it. Uh, publicly here and i said to sam and he he kept you know poking me a little bit hey when's your boy gonna come around when's your boy gonna come around and i said that these are a couple things that he, he parts of his ship that he writes if you will exactly. he will be he will be one of those players like the comparison early on when he landed here was that he reminded some older folks of ryan klesko oh right okay and ryan klesko had 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 one song he sang and that was to see if they could hit the ball from Fulton County to Cobb County. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Big bat, big bat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but after that, uh, you know, he, he was he was a very, very good player, but he wasn't a great player. And Austin was more than what, what um, Ryan brought to this team. And you saw that, but you also saw some rawness. And he's, he's done what young players who have success do. They make the adjustments, just like the league makes the adjustments to you. All right, you come out of the shoot, you're hitting home runs, uh, you know, into the next county. Great. We're going to make some adjustments. We're going to make you make you show us you can hit breaking balls. And he has. Yeah. Which is what's going to start to happen now with Vaughn Grissom and Michael Harris. Yes. And I didn't see it. I thought I, I, I was going to see it, but I didn't. And I thought he was going to get some, those guys were going to get some chin music. They got some inside pitches, but nothing to move them off the plate in a way that, okay, youngster, welcome to the, you know, welcome to MLB. 
and and Scherzer would be the guy who would do that. They're going to miss Verlander during this uh, this Houston series. He would be a guy who would do that. Jacob Degrom, I don't know if he's that kind of pitcher. Well, well, Degrom also may not have had the confidence that he could control and pinpoint where he wanted. Now, with Scherzer, Scherzer wants to <laughs> Scherzer wants to pitch you inside with his accuracy that he has. He can tell that catch set up inside. I'm gonna hit your glove, and we're gonna push him back. Degrom would probably be like, you know what, if I come inside, this ball might get away from me, and, and I don't need that. So it probably was a game plan that they stayed away from. But I also don't think that he's that aggressive kind of pitcher. He's a great pitcher, and, he, you know, there's a reason, you know, he's got hardware. But still, he, you know, Scherzer is old school in that there are guys who, when you mention their names, all-time greats, that you knew that part of their arsenal was coming inside. Randy Johnson was coming inside on Roger Clemens, Kurt, Roger Clemens, yeah. Kurt Schilling, you know, and you can go back to the, you know, Bob Gibson and them boys, Don Drysdale, all them guys did that. And if you had to pick a few of the great players, great pitchers that are, that are, are getting it done right now, Scherzer's at the top of that list. And I thought that there was a possibility given the noise that's been making about the young players on this Braves team and, and Grissom and, and Harris, that that would be something that was seen, but maybe his focus is more about winning that game. There's nothing fun. There's nothing more enjoyable to me. Um, we just got through talking about Austin Riley again, just being sort of nonplussed about how he approaches things now. Yeah, and yes, he's not completely um, void of, of emotion, but he's just confident. He he just exudes confidence right now. But one of the things I enjoy is when Scherzer gets into a jam. Okay, because he's got a certain gait that he has mm-hmm. when he's he's pitching well and he's striking out dudes and he throws the ball and then he walks toward home. And he does this big circle around to the back of the the mound and up flipping the ball around and he's got a he's got a thing. He's in he's in a groove and there's players who are like that. They get a certain bounce to their step, but when he has it not going well, he's just funny to watch to me. Okay. And of course, you add in the added fact that you know Max Scherzer has that look about him that when he gets upset, it's very sinister. Like he he turns into like a Bond villain when they do a close up on his face. He got that you know his his blue eye and his brown eye looking at you, and I'm sorry that just looks kind of menacing at times. Well, he goes into that place where those good where good athletes do. He gets into that mindset, and I guess you know it works for him, whatever it is. Yeah, well, I'm like it when it doesn't work because he gets he gets worked up into a lather. Uh, Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9 The Game dot com. Uh, as we um, sit here on this Friday on this Saturday morning, Mr. Uh, Crenshaw is taking the day off. Um, only because actually I shouldn't say the day off, right? That's not right. He's no, going to be working in a few hours. Working a few hours. The morning off mm-hmm. because he did his uh, high school scoreboard show last night, and um, we're going to play something from that show. But there's more sound from last night's Braves game. I know that you have on hand here, and we want to throw yeah. it up there, Eric. So go ahead. Okay, so you know you talked about the young guys, and the young guys have had another great week. And Michael Harris had a really impactful play last night when he legged out a double. And, of course, Brian Snicker had a great thing to say about the young guy last night. Let's hear what the manager had to say about his young talent. It's amazing what, the, you know, like the young guys, when they come up, it's and play like that with the energy and, and the hustle and never taking anything for granted. It, it does rub off on guys. I mean, it's infectious. When, when they do that. And, um, you know, Michael came out of the box looking for two. That's what you have to do. And the way he can run and everything, you force him to make a play. 
It's really good. It's really good. I mean, it, it, the guys do feed off that. Yeah, thanks to Valley Sports again for that sound. I got to say something though. I got I, I got to tell you because they showed the replay of that, and he didn't come out of the box going for a double because he he had a little hiccup right there at first base, and he saw the opening. But what I took from that play is that Harris had a he had a a, a fielding I won't say blunder, but he 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 dropped the ball, which gave the inning before I think it was the. Um, Runner went from second to third. He advanced one base and got to third. Got to third on um, Harris not coming up with the ball cleanly. I guess that's the best way to put it. And because of that, like a lot of great players, it's like a football player. Uh, or I'm, yeah, like a football player who gets a penalty. Defensive player who gets a penalty uh, on, on, a, on a big play. And you always hear this. All right, he's got to go out and make a play now because he cost us some yards. Some penalty yards. Okay. That's what it seems like these young dudes are doing, man. They feel so terrible because you got to remember, this is not a young team coming up. They have joined a team that's got a ring. And they got it's a bright, shiny ring. Yeah. And they know what it takes to get back there. And they have been included in that. You know how special that is? Oh. To have rookies come up <laughs> and be a part of a championship game. I mean, it's not like he's filling in for Freddie Freeman. Yeah. And by the way, Matt Olson is making us forget. Well, not forget about Freddie, but... You know, not really missing his first base play. No, that's correct. Um, I tell you, it's it's. I, I'll give you a story. I go back to your old Bulls. Growing up in Maryland, my high school days, I had the privilege of playing high school basketball against a pretty good guy by the name of Keith Booth. Went on to be the Maryland Player of the Year and played four years at College Park, Maryland. Got drafted by the Chicago Bulls. Here's a whole story that when his first rookie season was '98, the the last year of Uh-oh. the of yep, the three yep. repeat three peat. He's in training camp. It's opening night. The Bulls are getting their championship ring. He's the only guy on the bench that was the new because he was a first-round draft pick. He wasn't there the year before. The story goes, Michael walks over to him and says, don't worry, rookie. We'll get you one, too. So, yeah. you know, here it is. Maybe, you know, the guys are here. You got two rookies up here making a big difference. But like you said, they know everybody else in this dugout. Not everybody because it's probably was a couple guys that weren't there last year. But they know these guys have a ring. And they say, you know what? We want one, too. So, let's play. Let's play hard. And make a difference, and they are making a difference. And uh, we didn't even mention that uh, that young man was rewarded himself this week with a nice, shiny new contract. So you remember when yeah. he had his? Uh... Now let me ask you a question. Okay. That, that, that while well, that's great, it is absolutely great that he got it, and he and you, you can, like I said, he absolutely earned it. But this is a move that we've seen before by this team. All right. We've seen it, and there's a guy right now playing right left, uh, right field, mm-hmm. who is worth a whole lot more in the minds of many than what his contract says. Now he ain't gonna sneeze at it, because he's looking at people, including his third baseman, who are getting money that's more than what he got, and he has produced in a way that makes the rest of the league consider him one of the top tier players. But yet, because he was locked up early and not getting what he probably could have commanded, say, at the beginning of last season, and definitely this season, I realize he's coming off an injury. But this is what these guys do. They lock up these these great young players, and so they don't have a chance, it seems like, to go into free agency earlier and command a bunch of money that may take them off this team. So you now have a core um, that's going to be here for a minute. Now, we can have a conversation about what they're going to do next with Dansby Swanson because he's the next guy. Yeah. And then what we're going to do with Ozzy. Right. But you have the luxury now when it comes to Ozzy, and you don't want to lose that dude, but you've got an infielder now. Whatever happens between Ozzy and, 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 and Dansby, 
you have somebody you can plug in. You feel comfortable and confident that they can handle that, whether it's shortstop or second base in Vaughn Grissom. Right, but also I've heard people saying that Vaughn Grissom could make an easy transition to the outfield where there is one slot in that outfield that needs to be secured, especially with some of the news that happened this week that was not the best news for the Braves. No, you're talking about Ozuna, but here's I the am. thing, and, and and I don't consider him a piece you need to replace as far as the outfield because I'm cool with Eddie being out there along with Michael Harris and Ronald Acuna. Right, Okay. none of those guys, the only ones that are under contract past this season is Ozuna. So you need an everyday left fielder here that can solidify that other corner. You know, Rosario's not going to be back next year. Um, there's a few other guys that platoon out there that aren't under contract for next year. And right now, right now, for me, I'm cool with Robbie Grossman being there. I really am. That's a ball player. He ain't going to give you 20 home runs, maybe like uh, Azuna has this year, but he's not going to be making mistakes out there in the outfield. Like Azuna does. Yeah, well, Azuna, Azuna, same thing. Azuna's technically supposed to be your DH, your everyday DH. Exactly, but we got a young catcher right now who's getting it done. And yeah. how, how you got to love that. Wow. Again, the bigger picture is this, Eric. What kind of life is 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 uh, Brian Snitker leading? And, and <laughs> Alex Anthopoulos, you got to <laughs> I mean, you got to count of them, them too. Yeah. Yes, I mean these dudes come off a of world. First of all, the fact that they got to the World Series and did what they did last year. Oh, and then by the way, this next season, yeah, you're gonna lose your, your you know one of your leaders in Freddie Freeman. But we got some young players that are come up. They're gonna set the league on fire, and they're gonna fill these holes. And of course, Matt Olson too. Uh, we could go on about more what, what these Braves are doing. Just continue doing it, and they're going to enjoy the fact that they're not going to face Verlander during this Houston series. Get it done tonight, 7-15, first pitch. We're going to talk more Braves with uh, Corey McCartney coming up later on in the show. But up next, let me know what's been going on out there, Eric, at this Falcons training camp this week. Even though you guys were prepping for the high school scoreboard show, we got some news from camp. That's up next. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. Sports Radio 929thegame929thegame.com. It's Sam and Greg this morning with Eric Slaughter in for Mr. Crenshaw after the inaugural high school scoreboard show. He is sleeping in so, so peacefully right now after running around. The dude had sparks coming off his heels all week, as as did you. Oh, absolutely. You know, <laughs> and it, every, it was a great week. Everybody else uh, getting ready for the show on this Saturday, August 20th. We thank you very much for. Uh, Making us a part of your day there. I had to wait and hear a little Eddie Van Halen with that with that beat it there. So, hey, yeah, and he had to, he was he was the guitar player in that, right? It's it's a long not a long story, but yeah, he was he was asked by Quincy Jones to lay something down for beat it. He did, um, and never got paid for it. Oh, I didn't know that <laughs> on on the biggest one of the biggest albums of all time. Yeah, that guitar solo that he did was a uh, was. Pro bono. Mm-hmm. It ain't like you got had had to have a telethon for him, <laughs> and he was doing okay. But still, that that makes the story um, even better. Oh, are you ready for this? You got older relatives, yes, um, that are still around. Do they still have a um, 
<laughs> a landline in their house? You know, it's funny. So my mom, who actually just celebrated her birthday this past week, turned the nice young age of, uh, I ain't going to say that. Yeah, don't put yeah, your age mm-hmm, out yeah. there. Don't ask but, nobody's um, age. She yeah. has had the same home phone number <laughs> for, why, 50 years? Yo, you, for, you, since you've been born, right? Yeah, absolutely. Before I was born. Before <laughs> I was born, yes. That's and listen, God bless her. You know, because you know it's a comfort when you have that relative still there, still doing what they do. There are comforts in life. You will find the older you get, there's certain comforts that you, as you grow up, you know. Man, I can go. I can go back to my aunt's house. I know I'm gonna get. She's gonna make me a strawberry rhubarb pie. Or I know she's gonna make me that scalloped potatoes. Okay. Or I know I get to see, um, you know. Whatever it might be, yeah, whatever that yeah, nugget is that they have. Absolutely. I bring that up because today was the day that the first dial telephone was patented. And your mother, the, you could the, say she's the up con, there. The kind you had to hold up to your ear and speak into the receiver? Well, I don't know if that was the first one. I, I think you just picked that one up and it connected you to the, you know. The operator. To, to Clara. Yeah. As they used to say on, uh, yeah. <laughs> on Andy Griffith. Uh-huh. But this was the first dial you know that big 1896 it happened on this day mm. so just want to throw that out there and what else well as we get ready to talk about the falcons today was the day on 1920 in 1920 the american professional football association was formed which later became the nfl really the president of that league was and it's a name that you know but you i didn't know i had forgotten or didn't know that he was the president when the NFL, because the NFL was always taking a back seat, excuse me. The college the, football. Yeah, the college yeah. football. The American Professional Football Association right. took a back seat to college football. Yes. But they made Jim Thorpe their first president. I'm surprised more things aren't named after Jim Thorpe. Me too. You know, people don't know the the, the you know contributions he made to this game, the athlete that he was. Didn't he, like, do the Olympics and he was other an sports? He athlete, man. Yeah. But, you know, um, I want to say Native American, um, his background, and I, I, I don't know. I could speculate on why there isn't more toward him, but who, beside Babe Ruth from that time, their name or their you know things connected with them uh, and what they did is still relevant in 2022. You Probably know what I mean? Very few, yeah, very few. Absolutely. I remember when I was growing up, there was a there was a little league team, a T-ball league, you know, called the Connie Mack League. Right. I didn't even know who Connie Mack was. <laughs> I didn't. I did. He was the last dude. And by the way, can we get back to this conversation? Because there was a time when baseball managers didn't wear uniforms. They wore suits. You know. Now, I'm not saying you got to wear a suit in August in the dugout. When was you this? Can, oh, Connie Mack. Go look at the pictures of them dudes who, who, who were managers of baseball teams back in the day. Them dudes wore suits. Connie Mack wore a suit. Really? Yeah. And I'm just saying to you, I thought about this last night because, again, you watched the Braves game. Oh, no, you were busy. Mm-hmm. But there was, there was a part of the game, I forgot the outfielder's name, anyway, crashed into the wall. And, and he had just come in the inning before that to relieve a guy who ran off the field for whatever the reason. And they, they, they after he crashed into the wall, you know, they, they finished the inning or they had a couple hits after that. But, anyway, they eventually took him out. Right. Oh, it was the um, – it was the, um, I think it was a close play. I don't, forgive me. Everybody's screaming at the radio right now. They know what I'm talking about. But there was a delay for whatever the reason was. Anyway, during that delay, uh, Dusty decided that, okay, we've been watching you out there, and you, it looked like he had a stinger or dislocate. First, it looked like he dislocated his shoulder. 
but he didn't. And he went out there. But it, Dusty Baker, again, whether he's going out to make a pitching change or, in this case, going out to pull out the outfielder, that dude always looks like he's ready to get into the game. Dusty Baker? Yeah. <laughs> with, got, he got with, more wristbands and gloves, and he got the toothpick yeah, working. I said the toothpick, yeah. <laughs> he can flip that thing without even, you know, missing the beat. <laughs> so Dusty always looks like he's ready to be a utility player. And and that's what I was thinking about this. I wonder if that will ever – because we're done with guys wearing – coaches and, and managers and whatever wearing suits. And, again, NF, NBA's never going back to that, right? I seriously doubt it. They Once, ain't going back you know, to wearing you know, suits. I mean, I mean, that's a lot of wardrobe money that a lot of guys are like, man, what am I going to do with all this stuff now? I mean, Moreover, when's yeah. the last time you saw one of the top announcers at a game wear a suit? Uh, when you say the top announcers, the TNT guys still wear suits. Really? When yeah. they call a game? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, um, uh, Reggie Miller, he has on a suit. Okay. And, uh, well, it's rare. Kevin, you know Kevin Harlan, I mean. he has on a suit. Now, they, they usually take their jacket off. But if you watch the opening monologue when they're actually doing their pregame, they have their suits on. Mark Jackson wears his suit, so they, they wear them. It, it, it seems like it is becoming more and more prevalent. They're wearing nice stuff. It's yeah. just not it's, it's not suits. Anyway, this isn't why you're called. <laughs> Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9 TheGame.com. Eric Slaughter sitting in for Mr. Crenshaw this morning. All right, Monday Night Football. Falcons, Coming Jets, up. Yeah. Uh, on the heels of what we saw Desmond Ritter and, and, and this offense look like against Detroit, what should be the expectations going into this one? I ask you, knowing that it really doesn't matter a win or loss, you guys are you know, you're going into this game to evaluate talent and see what you need to see. What are you looking for? I'm looking for continued progression of the offensive line as a unit trying to figure out who will be that starting five against the Saints on September 11, making sure, making sure that we can establish the running game and protect the quarterback because, you know, we do not need our quarterbacks. Even though we have a mobile duo now, who knows who's going to be playing more or not going to be playing, we don't need them running for their life if they don't have to. Give them the time to pass the ball. We've got all these big dynamic receivers that we want to see the ball going to. Got to have the time to do it. Hmm. Okay. That's a good set. I mean, that's by extension what I'm looking for. Again, I'm just looking for consistent play out of that quarterback position. The guy who touches the ball every play. Yeah. That's what I'm looking. I don't need to. I mean, obviously you want him to stay upright, Mm -hmm. but I don't know how to look in, in, in other than offensive linemen to me are like umpires. When you do your job, great. I don't notice you. So I don't know how to evaluate but an but offensive line. you lineman. do your job poorly, poorly. obviously. Yeah, yeah we, we're going to know. And that's what we're used to. That's what we're used to, well, unfortunately. We don't, have, we don't have a, you know, sorry that you folks don't feel this way, but, you know, sometimes what looks like a cigar store Indian back there. Yeah. You don't have that anymore. And so because of that, again, Arthur Smith is licking his chops at what the possibilities could be. Okay. But again, A, you got to stay healthy. B, you got to... You, you have to find a unit. And also, there's got to be this understanding about the quarterback that you have there and what he does and what his abilities are. But also, when he gets a little bit of adversity, where does he normally take off to? Is it to the left? Is it to the right? Is it any place? I mean, you don't want – was you know, it's like the basketball player who, when he gets into it, and he needs to say this about Dominique, he always goes to his left. Yeah, they and backs they, down they, in and yeah, does his. Yeah. So the if you move, yeah. you don't know what he's going to do, I think as a plus. But you also 
can't have these guys having to stand back there and block on pass plays for three and a half seconds. Get rid of the ball, man. And and all that will be, you know, things that we learn as we learn and learn more about what we have back there. This is a new era. Yeah. It's been one preseason game. We have so much to learn about this team, what Arthur Smith has and, you know, is trying to implement in his new second year scheme. And it's just a lot of questions still have to be answered. But he did have a chance to have some sound. Caleb McGarry, who is one of the most scrutinized offensive linemen that we've had for the last couple of years, Everyone knows they did not pick up his fifth-year uh, rookie option. He is playing for his NFL life, and Coach had some compliments to say about him. I'm going to play that for you right now. Yeah, he's having a solid camp. Proud of Caleb. He's come a long way. Um, really had his first healthy offseason, and I think he's playing pretty good football right now. All right. Well, that's good to hear. I wouldn't expect him to say anything else about a player who is – visibly given it during training camp and, and you can see how hungry he is to get his to get um to make this roster so yeah he's saying what he's got to say right now because i guarantee you that player is listening to what coach says in these interviews right oh, oh absolutely yeah, so you, absolutely. you don't want to mess with him mentally yeah. mm-hmm. uh, now amy did you hear about some of the um the uh joint practices that the Jets and the Falcons have and some of the maybe the fisticuffs. I heard there was a couple two-tree tussles there. (laughs) I really have been there. Uh, And and that's always a good thing, but uh, you, you, you know, you got some folks talking about it. Yeah, Coach has something to say about that too. Want to hear it? Yeah, man. You're always going to have that. It's like people a little peacocking as they're running around each other. It was nothing. Robert and I talked about it. We had really good work, so... I'm sure you probably tweeted out on both accounts, or maybe your third account. He led that there was fight. There was no fights. A little shoving, whatever. We settled it down. We had really good work. Did he say? Did, did I get this right? Peacocking. That's what said. Have peacocking. you heard that phrase before? I have not. Okay, cool. Because I just want to make sure I'm not missing something that's like making its way through young folks. That you know, there's all these phrases I don't even bother trying to keep up with. He told D-Lad. He said D-Lad. You got two, three Twitter accounts, D-Lad. Yeah. Shout out to D Orlando Ledbetter. We haven't had him on yet this year. Uh, football season, but looking forward to he getting under his skin. Just it seems like with every other day, D. Let asks a question, it gets under Arthur Smith's. You know, asked the tough. You know, uh, just like a good, well trained attorney. That's what he is. You know, he's an attorney by by you know education. You know, you got to ask those tough questions. Like he's like he's got him on the cross examination. We will be talking uh, more Falcons and more NFL because I want to get into you guys' thoughts about what's going on down there in Tampa Bay. You can believe what you want to believe. But I, I just really want to hear about some of the conversation that is going on about teams in this division. Forget about, you know, around the league, but just this division is becoming more and more interesting. We're going to do that with Cole Thompson, a voice we haven't had on the show before. want to thank Eric for uh, securing him from SI Nation. He's going to join us. This is going to be a, se- a busy 7 o'clock hour, and it's going to contain a whole lot of local stuff, highlighted by sort of a, a pregame, if you will, for Corky Kell down at Mercedes-Benz Stadium with John Bednarowski from the Marietta Daily Journal. He's going to join us. But we are going to hear next the signature segment from Sam Crenshaw and Chris Parker's high school scoreboard show, a segment they call School Days. You're going to hear it every week. They take a very well-known name who played high school football here and just talk about his time in high school, man. We don't need to hear about what you did in college and pros. Talk about your high school time here. And this first guest is Jamal Lewis. 
He joined Sam and Chris last night. We're going to play that interview for you coming up next. It's Sam and Greg, Eric Slaughter, in for Mr. Crenshaw, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.